On this podcast, our teen hosts discuss real life with real people. We hope to inspire others by sharing stories of individuals and pairs of friends who have dealt with mental health challenges or just the ups and downs of life and discussing what brought them healing and inner peace. In these episodes, we also talk about the role that friendship and connection plays in a person's emotional well-being. Subscribe to this podcast to be a part of our Friends on Air family. Friends on Air! Welcome to Friends on Air, a podcast presented by the Friendship Circle Pittsburgh. Um, on this podcast, we have teens host and discuss real life with real people. Each month, we invite individuals to share their stories of struggle and healing and the role that friendship and connection plays into our lives. Our hope is that during this segment, you feel heard and seen and inspired in some kind of way. Welcome to the, I think this is the ninth episode of season two of Friends on Air. <laughs> um, hi, everyone. My name is Goldie Munchine. I finished high school, so I don't have a grade. And I'll be your host for today. I'm Ashira, and I'm going to 11th grade, and I'll also be your host. Hi everyone, I'm Ayala Rosenthal. I'm the Teen Member Engagement and Partnerships Coordinator at Friendship Circle. And um, I basically just get to listen into this wonderful conversation and maybe pipe in if it's necessary. But I'm so excited because we're in a brand new space today, which we're gonna talk all about. As you can see, if you're watching the video, we have a little bit of a new background. Um, and I'm excited to hear everything that our guests and our hosts have to say today. All right, so I basically just summed it up, but this episode, <laughs> we're going to be talking about, I didn't mean to give it away, it's okay, we're going to be talking about, it's called The Beacon, which is a brand new teen wellness space, um, and yeah, before we get into it, we're going to have our interviewee, is that a word? Yeah, interviewee, that's great, <laughs> um, introduce yourself, um, and let us know a little bit about you. Hi, everybody. My name is Caitlin Hens-Greco. I um, am really excited to be here talking with you guys. Um, I am a mom, soon to be a mom of two, from Pittsburgh, Um, grew up here, and I'm a social worker, a licensed social worker, a therapist, and the clinical director of The Beacon. Mm -hmm. Um, So in one sentence, what are you here to talk about? I'm here to introduce The Beacon, talk about what we hope to do in this space, um, and yeah, to talk about our mission, um, our programming, and why this really unique and innovative space was developed. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we always do a speed question, so let me pick one out. Um, if your life was made into a movie, who would play you and why? Mm. So. Oh my gosh. You can start us off. Can I can start yeah. us off. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> I need a little minute to think about Oh, that. I need a minute. I need a minute. Um, does anyone else have no off the top of their head? Mm. Goldie? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is just because I like her and I think she's cool. I don't know if she'll play me well, but Emma Watson. Uh-huh. Oh, good one. Yeah, she. Said. I like her because of Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Good answer. <laughs> I actually, I think we might have answered this question in a previous one, no, which is perfect. I'm like, I don't even remember, but I re- vaguely remember Allie, which I feel like we should give her a shout out because we miss Allie. Um, yeah, she was at the beginning. Um, Allie will be back for the next episode. Um, she had a baby. I feel like we should let our listeners yes. know because yeah. we talked all about her pregnancy <laughs> um, throughout, her, literally throughout her whole pregnancy, and she has a beautiful baby who 
when she comes on next, she'll talk a little bit about. Um, but when we answered this question last time, I think Ali said that Anne Hathaway would play me, and I thought, okay, that's cool. I like that. So I guess that would be my answer. So I've, I've been told that um, Jennifer Lawrence. Ooh. Oh. I kind of see like, was like I a, is, It's in a lookalike. Is yeah, that what I guess I see that. No, now that you said sort that. Of. No, now that you said that. As you said her name, and like your face like flashed. Yeah, same. I guess if you were blonde, like it would be a little easier. Is she blonde? Yeah, she's blonde. Oh, I didn't think of that. I mean, right now. No, but you blonde. do kind of like speak. With like, like a, a similar, fa- I think it's similar like face structure. Yeah, you do. Or something. Wait, that's actually weird now that you said yeah, that. Yeah, I, I had to, I couldn't pull her name immediately, but. You speak the same now that you mentioned it. A little bit. That's true. Like when I watch your interviews now, I'm just like, (laughs) think of Brooklyn. (laughs) What's your answer? I still don't know. I'm just going to say Tom Holland because I love him. Love that. All right. So let's just get into it. What is your connection and role at the Beacon? Yeah. So my role is, my title is the clinical director of the Beacon. um, And I was brought in to help open the doors. Um, So when I joined, so many decisions and um, like work had been in progress already. Um, and I was brought to sort of help develop policy and protocols and um, hire staff um, and get sort of the, the, the things that we need in place to make the Beacon a functioning space for, for teens. Can you, can you talk a little bit about also how like you've been involved at Friendship Circle yeah, sure. and like coming back? What's that like? Yeah, it was, it's been awesome. I, so I, my story with Friendship Circle starts in like, gosh, I wish I, like 2010. Um, and I joined Friendship Circle. Actually, it's kind of a sweet story. I was walking, my parents live in Squirrel Hill. I was walking the dog and I saw at the time Friendship Circle was on Northumberland and I saw this really sweet little office and I peeked in the window and I was like, what is going on here? Like, it's, I mean, there wasn't anyone in the office at the time. It was completely empty. Um, but it just looked really colorful and inviting and warm. And so I went home and I Googled it and was really struck by the mission. And um, so I sent a random email and was just like, hey, I'd love to see if I can get involved. I got a response a few hours later and was invited to this cookout um, at some backyard in Squirrel Hill. I can't remember where. And I was so, I showed up, um, didn't know what I, I had no idea what I was walking into. Um, and I was just so struck by the whole experience. I was struck by the, um, the beauty of what was being created, right? Like in some ways it was so simple. It was just pizzas and music and games and people of all different abilities sitting around tables enjoying a meal together and I I was I was just so struck by um how simple and how profound the moment was um and was like I must I really want to get involved um and fast forward I you know started volunteering and then started working at the friendship circle and I didn't even know that. Yeah, I worked. <laughs> I worked there for about three years, three three-ish years, maybe a little more, and um, then decided to go get my master's in social work at Pitt, and so um, you know, left for a while, worked in the schools for a long bit, and have circled back. Um, so cool. Yeah. So my story has been, you know, it's been 
it's I've, my relationship with friendship circle has been there for a while. Um, so it feels really special to be, to be back in this capacity, a different place in life. And it's super cool seeing the adult members who like mm. knew you from then yeah. come and yeah. they're like, every time they see you, they're just so excited. Yeah. <laughs> no, just yeah, it's, that's been that reconnecting with so many people um, who were really just really significant in my life at that point um, has been really fun. Yeah. All right. So we're going to go through all the W's. Okay. Let's do it. Um, starting with what. So in a couple sentences, what is the beacon? Um, what inspired it? Motivated it? Okay. So, so the mission at the beacon is to be a vibrant community space that focuses on uplifting and supporting the well-being and mental health of teens, adolescents. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I like to think of it in sort of three parts it's, or two parts, really. Um, there's the physical space and then there's the programming that happens in the space. And so, um, we are in, in the beacon and, um, so teams will be able to access and use members of the beacon will be able to access and use this space. And then we will also be hosting inclusive programming in the space, in, in the beacon, um, that focuses on, you know, how do we um, improve self-awareness, self-esteem? How do we introduce um, mindfulness, emotional literacy, emotional resilience? So our, all of our programming will center around those sorts of themes. Um, so what inspired and motivated the French Circle to start on this project? That's a, that's a really great question. So the Beacon is an initiative of the Friendship Circle of Pittsburgh. Um, and I think the story of the Beacon starts quite a few years ago. Um, Friendship Circle has always been an organization that has said, show up as you are and we will we will support you, um, we will celebrate you. And what I, I, I'm told, right, Friendship Circle's staff started to realize, right, is that more and more members were showing up with um, mental health and emotional needs to programs, right? And they felt and feel safe um, at programming and safe with Friendship Circle staff. And they were hungry for opportunities to start engaging with, um, you know, just like understanding their mental health, expressing themselves, um, expressing sort of what's happening in their inner worlds. And Friendship Circle couldn't like not pay attention to that need, right? And so they started to develop wellness programming. that's where you come in, right? Mm-hmm. And, and them. And them, right? Yeah. Like, And so wellness programming, and you guys can pipe in and talk. I mean, you guys were a part yeah. of this. So like my understanding is that the wellness programming, you know, centered around how do we, how do we support our teens in um, developing positive coping strategies? How do we support our teens in expressing, like expressing themselves, building strong social connections? Does that feel accurate? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the opportunity became available to buy the building next door. And so it, through a series of events, um, Friendship Circle decided to create, use this space as a wellness space that's sent, like where the programming will now run out of. Yeah. The wellness programming will now run out of. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. That was a very good summary. Yeah. Was, was that? Yeah. Okay. That was great. <laughs> okay. So who is to be confirmed? So the beacon is for um, high school teens in Pittsburgh. Um, and I, I think the other sort of component to that is like high school teens in Pittsburgh who are curious about 
their mental health, who are curious about how do I um, how do I deepen my understanding of myself? Um, how do I strengthen my own coping strategies? Um, and how do I have how do I live a life with positive mental health? And when I say positive, I don't mean let's be happy all the time. Like that's unrealistic. We all know that. What I how I view positive mental health is being able to understand and manage the wide range of complex emotions that we experience as humans. And so um, the goal is not to, because we can't be happy all the time, right? Like it's just not possible. Um, but how do we, how do we understand what's happening inside of ourselves um, and how do we manage it when it's difficult? Um, so, yeah, so teens who, so it's open to teens, but teens who are also super curious, I think. Okay, well, we're in the building right now, so I do know where the beacon is, but for people who don't, where is it located? It is at 1926 Murray Avenue. Um, there's both an entrance off of Murray, and then the main entrance is actually in the back parking lot, the Bartlett park parking lot. Okay, and so when will the beacon be open for teens, and what will it look like on a daily basis when it opens? It's yeah, a great question. So... Over the next two months, we will be hosting programming out of the beacon. So technically we are opening our doors, um, but we will be opening for a full sort of calendar year at the start of this coming school year. So end of August, beginning of September. Mm -hmm. And what will it look like? So we're gonna have, um, the beacon will be open to, open to high schoolers um, in Pittsburgh. You have to be a member of the beacon to use the space and participate in programming. And if you're interested, um, on Friendship Circle's website, fcpgh.org, there's a beacon tab. And on that tab, there's a contact me form that interested people can fill out. We can also link it. We can link it. Great. Awesome. Find it on Instagram. <laughs> Message us. Awesome. Um, the other... So then, so there's going to be unstructured time where the space will be open to teens to come and use. Um, and then there will be structured programming. Um, and our hope is to, throughout the next year, begin with one programming a week, increase to two, and then possibly three programs a week. Um, and yeah, yeah. So exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. To you, I'm going to flip this question to you guys. Um, so Ashira and Goldie are both members of our teen wellness committee, which I think all of our listeners know that our hosts are from our committee, our teen committee. What kind of programs do you, like, I know that we've talked a lot about this, like, what are, what are we going to make happen in here? Do you guys have any, like the inside scoop for like what we've been talking about, like what kind of programs will be here? Or even if we haven't talked about it yet, something that you hope will be here or something that you're looking forward to seeing here? I mean, I know a lot of the ideas that we had revolve around food. Yes. <laughs> because <laughs> always got to include the food. That's what brings people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's 50% that's what brings people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have an answer? Um, should I spoil things? Yeah, you can totally spoil okay, things. Okay, so we're gonna have, like, basically all the events that until now we had to find different places for, like, open mic nights and well stuff that we did in the Friendship Local building, like, wellness days and stuff like that. So this is gonna be a space dedicated for that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Open mic nights. Yeah. I love Ashira that your sole answer was food. <laughs> and then you're like, Goldie, what are you doing? <laughs> that's all I'm thinking right now because my stomach is awesome. <laughs> Um, as an example, last night we had a self-care um, night where we talked about like self-massage self -massage and aromatherapy and um, 
we have a little kitchenette. I'm also going to link some, like, we got some TV coverage on the beacon. And so I'll link those videos. So everybody can get a little tour. Um, maybe we could even put some in our, at the end of this video, but, um, we have a little kitchenette. So we will do some like healthy food making and like, we talk a lot about like the mind and body connection. So food is actually a major part of that. We'll talk a lot about like really anything wellness related will be um, in this space. And something that you said before, Caitlin, that made me that I just wanted to add to is like, there are team spaces all over Pittsburgh. And I think what makes Friendship Circle unique, and I'd love to hear afterwards what you what you think makes this space unique from other spaces. But what I found is that teens who come here have the intention to check in with themselves. Um, there will be a little socializing, there will be snacks, there will be fun programs and fun giveaways and all of that. But the goal is that people are coming here with like purpose, like they're coming with the intention to take care of themselves, mm -hmm. to connect with themselves. We have a sensory room, we have like a comfy setting where you can just read or write or journal or draw um, or like you could socialize with others and connect, or you could just be by yourself. And I think that's what makes the space super cool is here. You're going to like be super supported, um, in a like really welcoming and homey environment. Mm -hmm. Um, while also achieving like self-care and achieving positive mental health experiences. Yeah. Um, what would you say to that? I, I Did think, I? No, I think it's, I think it's spot on. I think the other, I think a couple of thoughts that came to mind as you were talking is one is the, I mean, and I, I should have started with this and I didn't, but the beacon is, has been inspired by you guys, right? Like um, all of the programming, all, all of the choices of this space from like the, these decals mm -hmm. on the wall to like <laughs> the, um, I mean, like everything has been chosen by our, our team wellness committee. And I think that's a super unique aspect of the beacon, right? Like the programming and the space has been team led and team inspired and will continue to be driven by um, what our teams and our team wellness committee or future team board members will, will want to use this space for. I think that's super unique. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I just want to say is that like, I think one of the, one of the, so re research shows, right, that one of the most, one of the number one protective factor for people who are struggling with their mental health is do you have social connections? Do you mm -hmm. have a support system and, and people who you feel safe to talk to and connect with and, you know, um, share? share what's happening inside right um and so i think that's one of that's a part of the reason why friendship circle right like the answer to answer the question why friendship circle right because the mm -hmm. whole goal is to build social connections and social networks um and so like you were saying what were you saying Isla? like talking about the um like how it's not how it's very intentional and people yeah. coming here are coming for like a purpose and to connect with themselves Sometimes that's through connecting with others. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Or not also, right? Um, right, yeah. The other sort of unique thing that I just want to say about the beacon, and I think it's sort of what's so interesting about it is like it actually falls in the middle of Murray Avenue between the JCC and a place like Upstreet, right? Like, mm. are you guys familiar with Upstreet? Mm -hmm. 
So to our listeners, Upstreet is a drop in mental health center yeah. that is basically a clinical, like more of a clinical setting where you can come and talk to a therapist for like an actual session. Right. And then the JCC is a community center, right? Yeah. Where, where people hang out. People hang out. And the beacon actually literally falls in the middle of the two. That's funny. And yeah. both like figuratively and literally, it also falls in the middle, right? In the sense that it is a community space mm -hmm. where people can come use the space and connect with others, but with intention. And yeah. I think um, that's the other unique component of the friendship mm -hmm. or of the beacon. Yeah. All right. So you mentioned previously that you have a professional background in like the mental health field. So what inspired you to get into that? I, I mean, to be honest, it just it's it happened really organically. Um, I when I went to college, I had no idea what I wanted to study. Um, really, I just knew I liked people. I was like, I like people. I'm curious about people, and I'm curious why people do what they do. Um, and so I studied psychology, and that has that sort of curiosity has driven a lot of my professional choices, right? Like why um, just wanting to be, wanting to engage with people. And honestly, all of my work has centered around um, adolescents and high school aged people. I, um, so when I left college, worked at Western Psych for a while, Friendship Circle, got my master's and was a social worker at, uh, with Pittsburgh Public Schools in a high school for um, seven years. And now I'm a private practice therapist as well as working at the Beacon. And um, it's really been driven by an, a real fascination and love of, of other humans, right? And mm -hmm. connecting and understanding um, people and relationships and yeah, why, why we do what we do, why we, um, why we are, why- So to yeah. follow up with that, why particularly Asking. the Beacon? Like, why is that meaningful to you specifically? Yeah, I think the beacon really stood out to me because, you know, my work with Pittsburgh Public, while, I mean, it was transformative professionally, mm -hmm. um, was super intense. I, you know, was working with um, my, my students. A lot of them were in crisis all the time and really, really painful, painful crises, um, really intense traumas. And, um, and it, I was really quite, to be honest, like discouraged with how our system supports our, our school system, but how general, generally our mm -hmm. systems really fail um, some of our most vulnerable members of our community. Um, and when I left, when I stepped back, I stepped back because it, I mean, honestly had gotten to be too much. I was, um, I was a new mom. I was, you know, learning to balance like home life and work life. Um, and I was really, really burnt out and drained. Um, and so I stepped back, which was a really complex and hard decision for me. And then when I reconnected with Rifki and heard about what you guys were doing with the beacon, it was just so, um, I was struck by like the, um, the proactive factor of it, right? Like, mm -hmm. and the positive lens right like how do we how do we build these skills and support our young people prior to to crisis like prior right. to it becoming a serious issue um and where like 
and one of the things I've been thinking about is like, where do you learn these skills? Like in life, right? If you just, I mean, you just do eventually. Right. Um, and I think it's really cool to like create a space that starts to teach these skills. Mm-hmm. Kind of off what you were saying, someone yeah. once said to me, they were like, well, on a scale of one to 10, how bad is it? And so my mother who was in the room goes, why why do we wait for anything to be a 10 before we get it like why do you have to wait for it to be the worst totally totally and what's interesting is we do that for almost all the other aspects of our life right right? like physically people work out before they get you know Mm -hmm. like yeah whatever have health problems right like you take care of your health before you get exactly yeah exactly um why don't we give that same attention and focus to our mental health and our emotional health um you know it's like people oftentimes in therapy, they're reaching out when they're in crisis, right? When something really dramatic or really upsetting has happened. I I actually really enjoy my clients who reach out and they're just like, I like life is complex and I need support and help helping to navigate it, right? Like prior to it becoming too much and overwhelming. Um, So I think it's a really, it's just a really healthy approach to to life and living. Such a good way to put it. Like it's really... Like, I don't know what the proper word would be. I'm thinking, like, monumental. But it's, like, pretty – it's, like, a pretty big deal to have a space where you can come and, like, be supported by mental health Mm -hmm. professionals, connect with staff that you connect with, connect with friends that you connect with, while still being encouraged to, like, be yourself, be in a, like, Mm -hmm. super accepting and warm environment. Mm -hmm. And, like, on top of that, have random yoga classes thrown in there (laughs) for free. Yeah, for free. (laughs) All of this is for free. Is crazy. I it mean, is. that's it's like really cool. It's really, it's cool. really cool. Mm-hmm. And I think I want to say, all of our staff will have a t- like a mental health background, which I yeah. think is a really important component too, right? Like, yeah, I think if we are talking about supporting people's mental health, we have to back that up with our staff, right? And we have to have staff who who understands and knows how to have those conversations when they when they they show up, which they will, right? Um, and so we've been really intentional about hiring people who who have a background in um, mm-hmm. in mental health. Yeah, mm-hmm. good to know. Okay, so <laughs> kind of on a more personal note, in your own life, um, were there any times that mental health impact you? Mm. And also what helped you get through those times? I mean, I think it's fair to say mental health impacts your life all the time, right? Like I... I mean, I think there have been moments where it has definitely been uh, harder or more significant, right? But it's always it's always playing a role. Um, yeah, I mean, it's always playing a role. And it's always impacting. I mean, it's impacting my day to day, honestly, right? Like the other day, I woke I woke up and I was like in a bad mood, and my husband was like, "What's wrong?" And I was like, "I'm just in a bad mood, right? Like I've got like I'm just." I don't know. I'm not sure what's going on. I'm feeling super anxious. Um, so I think it's a day. It's, it's a daily yeah. experience, honestly. Um, what brings me healing? Um, man. Oh God. I think, I think the most, I, I mean, I think the, the biggest one is, and sometimes it's the hardest one to sort of connect into is getting out of my own head and, and seeing people who, I love who um, who I feel safe with, who mm-hmm. um, 
who get me talking and, and so I guess seeing, seeing my friends and loved ones and family, right? Like that's what gives, that's what heals me almost mm-hmm. every time. Even when I'm like, I don't want to do this. Like I don't feel like interacting. Yeah. It almost always helps me to have a conversation with someone that I love. Um, yeah. I can relate. That's really important. Yeah. So kind of to follow up that, um, do you have a favorite like song, album, quote, artwork, whatever that has helped you? And I, I saw this one and I was like, oh gosh, there's so many. <laughs> you can um, list a bunch. Yeah. And okay. I keep saying we should make we have to make a playlist, a podcast no, playlist. Yeah. Mm. I mean, like a I, man. So, well, podcasts like I've listened to too many, but um, there's. Have you guys, do Do you guys know about, um, I don't know if you would, um, Esther Perel, have you heard about her? She's a therapist and she does this podcast. And I think this is like, um, I don't know if I actually want this to be the one that you talk about, but I'm going to share it anyway. She does these live sessions, like live um, couples sessions, mm-hmm. records them, and then sort of it's like a, a live therapy session essentially on a podcast. But I think why I love it so much is that it normalizes the human experience in such a beautiful way, right? Like so often, especially in relationships, we think like, oh, that that really they have it figured out, right? right. Like that person gets it. They're so smart. They're so successful. And I think what's so incredible about this this particular podcast is it's it's just so real and raw and honest and um, and these people are just, they're talking about really complex and personal issues that are happening in their relationship. And she's having a therapy session with them. Um, and I think why I love it so much is that you can so often see yourself in or see your personal experience or someone you yeah. know's experience in their story. And I think that normalization of the human experience always makes me sort of feel like, unfiltered yeah exactly like oh other people experience these thoughts and feelings too like just not alone um and I think that's really um I mean I yeah I love that that podcast in particular the other thing that stands out to me I was thinking about artwork and in college I had this I had this experience I was I won't take you through the details but I had this conversation with I think she was like a she was she, I don't know, she was some, was she a rabbi or a minister? She was like, had some religious spiritual, background, spiritual, yeah, yeah training background. And I was really struggling with some, something. I was really struggling with something that had happened and feeling really conflicted. And she had this, these three panels in her office. Um, and she was talking, she was just talking me through them. And they were these like three, yeah, three panels of art. One was like really neatly drawn, the bot like it was all geometric shapes and everything was like in its line perfect, right? And the second one was sort of bleeding into each other a little bit. And the third one was just like completely splatter painted and like messy and complex. And she was like, Caitlin, like, listen, you know, life is not like this first panel. Like life is over here in the messy, confusing, sort of chaotic panel, but that's where beauty happens. Like beauty happens Mm -hmm. in that, in those like complex, messy moments. So it's good that you're over here because like 
good stuff happens over here. Mm. And I, I've circled that thought so many times, right? Like perfection, there is like perfection is in some ways boring, right? But also like not possible, right? Like the good stuff happens in the mess over here. Um, anyway, I've thought about that conversation with her many times throughout my life. That's when things get messy. Cool. Mm-hmm. That's a, I don't think we've ever had somebody answer with artwork. And that was like a super like deep. I mean, I honestly was a, I I was sitting in her office and I remember, I mean, I I think about it all the time. Like think about that conversation all the time. Yeah. So cool. Okay. So um, if anyone knows the singer Rachel Fladden, she has Mm. a very popular song called Fight Song. And it's, yeah, it's helped me through some tough (laughs) stuff. Um, And yeah, also another singer, I'm really into music. So Nightboat, she mm. was on America's Got Talent. So that's what I know of them. And she has a song called It's Okay. Mm. So it's like, it just calms me down. Like when stuff mm-hmm. are like chaotic, I'm just like, okay, it's okay. Um, so yeah, that's my answer. That's great. Rachel Fun, I've had so many, like when I've been in tough mental health places or if I've been with close friends who have been in different like intense mental health situations, it's always, I don't know, there's something about, like, there's a couple songs. There's the fight song and then also um, Stand By You. Stand By You. Yeah. I think those two really, like, will just drive around and blast those and, like, cry. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. um, they're super, like, strong. And they're also upbeat. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. It's yeah. like a mix. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah. you will it's like cry, super also inspiring and also, like, happy. <laughs> you don't know how to feel. Um... I don't know if I have like a specific song, but I do. Like, mm, I don't know. I do have the like. What does help me though is like I like to write songs. I guess mm-hmm. um, it's also just fun. But mm-hmm. yeah, do you want to sing us one? <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> we can link That's my morning really, voice. It's really a hard thing to do. Write songs for me. It's not. Is I don't know. Really? <laughs> Man, that's amazing. Like it, like obviously, like does it just you, it can get repetitive? But yeah, yeah and also you know what's really cool does. about it though, because I hate journaling. I'm sorry, I can't. I've never <laughs> written a. Dir- I've never had a diary. Okay, I, I just like I don't. What's know, the di- What is the it. difference? Feel like? like what's the difference between writing a song and journaling? No, so I because you subconsciously you don't realize until after what you were writing. Like I look mm-hmm. back at something I wrote like three months ago, and I'm like, because like you're like you had no idea that like. It was a subconscious thing that you'll only become conscious of, like, later on. Yeah. And that's then you look back wild. and you're that's like, amazing. yeah, you're I like, probably wow, needed, I like, a cookie that I was <laughs> going through that. Yeah. And it's, like, it's it's very cool. That I can cool. attest to that. Side note, she is my sister. <laughs> um, at open mic night. <laughs> the, fir- the first open mic night that we had is Jira sang a song. Mm-hmm. First of all, I bawled. Because <laughs> um, we had... No, nobody in my family yeah. had ever heard you sing. It was really cool. Well, it's not about. It was about. What was it about? <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It was about. We'll later. It was about like heart. Like it was. It was just about. Um, it was about feeling alone. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, by the way, is a super. I was just telling my friend like loneliness is something that like we're so self conscious of, but literally every single person feels lonely. Like yeah. everyone. I know people who were 
I mean, I think this is the classic, like the most popular people like are the most yeah. alone, but I have seen that like really yeah. true people who you think have all of the support, have all of the friends have, have, you know, like oh, they so feel secure in their relationships. Like, like a lot of the time feel really lonely. Lonely so for just, the most part is negative, but I also think that you have to like be lonely too grow because then like if you're not like mm-hmm. it doesn't make it doesn't make sense that you wouldn't be ever yeah yes exactly it's a very human experience but anyways the reason I'm saying that is because that was like song I think writing songs for you like mm-hmm. translates something that you don't usually right. like verbalize to the public or That's even why you don't tell us <laughs> <laughs> yeah Shira has banned us from her singing Instagram. <laughs> I, I have an Instagram my mother asked if she could follow it and they said no <laughs> yeah. you know what i get that i guess there's like sometimes it's yeah, easier to be singers, vulnerable like, with like, like singers who like start out like they don't let any of their friends listen or like their friends different they don't let any of their like relatives whatever because then i have to like i walk into like my grandfather's house and my uncle's there and he's like you heard your thing and i was like you weren't supposed to because <laughs> it's been shared over the whole entire family chat <laughs> so, I mean, what do you expect to share out? Shepping not us. Well, that's why I just don't do it. <laughs> um, um, but I guess I don't really like nothing's nothing super specific is coming to mind. But any, I guess any like good folk music is just super like I don't know if I would say healing, but like really gets me into like a better place. Mm-hmm. I guess that's healing. Um, especially if it's like on a road trip where I have to just sit with my own thoughts, car rides, mm-hmm. um, having like a really solid playlist yeah. is helpful, which plug our teen wellness, our teen wellness, po- um, playlist on Spotify and Apple music, find it in our, <laughs> wherever it in is. our thing below, <laughs> <laughs> it is there. Subscribe, like, <laughs> um so you did actually kind of previously say that this is like what helps you but um how do connections and friendships play a role in two um to how how does friendship and connection play a role for me personally or yeah 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 okay oh i mean relationships are everything to me i mean that's like like Mm -hmm. if i would say like what is what is a core pillar of who i am it's for my relationships to others um yeah simply put like they're everything it's true um family friends cousins chill my son and soon to be other son like husband partner like it just they're everything they're absolutely everything um they're what makes life meaningful to me so and I think you know it's one of the reasons why friendship circles mission and and you know what I hope we do at the beacon is just like fits in so beautifully with like my core values right like friendship relationships is like I don't know what the air of life what is like a phrase like that (laughs) it just is and to help strengthen that for others is a real it's like a it's just a real privilege Mm -hmm. um um, thank you so much for being willing thank to tell us about all of this. And it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a little chaotic, but it's, <laughs> it's an early morning. <laughs> for um, okay, so in today's episode, we basically talked about um, the new wellness space, the beacon, um, some of our programs, some of our programs that we're going to have, Caitlin's incredible experience, experience and... Mm. 
why yeah <laughs> and why and why <laughs> we hope that you'll continue to grow with us as we share inspirational friendship and mental health stories and resources in our future episodes if you'd like to hear more stories and episodes like this subscribe to the podcast subscribe. wishing you well and thanks for being a part of our friendship family signing off from, from friends on air, on air. <laughs> <laughs> thank you caitlin oh. Oh.